We've seen this movie before, and it has to stop now. Plus, Al Horford shows you exactly how concerned we should be. And the three-point shooting, the reliance on the three, too much. The offense, not good. We're going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device Monday through Friday. So subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. Also watch the show on YouTube if you'd prefer that. Uh, Whichever one is fine with me, but if you do it on YouTube, you can hop in to the comment section, have some fun there. Growing Celtics community in the comment section there. Uh, doing, uh, you know, having a lot of fun there. Discuss- well, not a lot of fun right now, <laughs> but it's good to see the discussions popping up. Uh, I'm John Corrales. I once played basketball professionally. Now I cover the team professionally for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users on Prize Picks can get a 100% instant deposit match with up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. So today I'm talking about two games. I didn't I didn't do a show after the the Nets game, the the 28 point blown lead, the just the way that all went down. I just knew that a fraction of the audience was going to be listening on Saturday, if if that, and I said, let me just, I'll just roll it into Sunday and hopefully uh, Sunday night into Monday. Hopefully the the Celtics against the Knicks will, will make it a, a bit of a palate cleanser. We'd have a couple of segments to talk about the good stuff and then a third segment to just touch on the Nets game. But no, no, the Celtics uh, double overtime losers. So they made us wait an extra 10 minutes for the loss this time around and this one, this one hurts almost as much as the one against Brooklyn where they blew a 28-point lead. So in, in Brooklyn, it was up 28 and then give up 40 points in the second quarter, get outscored 74-47 to 47 in the middle quarters, which is gross, uh, and lose a game they once, once led by 28 to lose that by 10. And then the next game, another big collapse where they were up 14 in the third quarter and then instantly it felt like down 11 in in the beginning of the fourth quarter. So I'll talk about that later on uh I'll talk about some of the uh the three-point shooting. The three-point shooting is its own story. Joe Mazzulla is pushing the three-point shooting uh and and the Celtics shot more three-pointers in the game than they ever have before in this one, some interesting numbers there coming up. All right. But the, the big story, the big thing this, this morning, Monday morning, and I'm recording this 
at 3.30 in the morning. So you're you're waking up or going to bed, depending on where you live, with, with uh, the freshest of the podcasts here. The you're probably waking up with the sting of this still kind of like fresh. Uh, I I'm concerned with the manner in which these Celtics are, are blowing these games, blowing these leads because the, the game against Brooklyn down 28, or, or up 28. This game against New York, 25-point turnaround real quick. Have common threads and familiar threads. So not only are they giving up these runs, which sucks. Like you, each team, a 28-point lead in the NBA in the, in the first quarter and the second quarter is not, it's really not that big of a lead anymore especially that early obviously you want a 28 point lead that early but it's brad stevens hates those leads he hates them because he knows that a team is ready to let up they're gonna say oh not a problem we are up 28 game is over the game is not over because if you can go up 28 in a quarter and a half the other team can do it too and for some reason, these guys have felt against New York, against Brooklyn, that when, they, when they're when they up a certain amount, they feel like, oh, hey, good job, guys. Pat each other on the back. Good. Let's shut it down. Let's go grab a drink. Let's go. And they're done. When there's a whole, however long left, a whole third quarter, a whole fourth quarter in this game, or a quarter and a half, 14-point lead in the third quarter is nothing in today's NBA. And when I asked Joe Mazzulla after the Nets loss about respect, I asked him about, do you really respect your opponents? Do you respect them enough? And he said, yeah, we respect them because we were up 28. So, okay, fair. You respected enough to, to, to go up 28. You respect them enough to, to put them away? No. If I'm fighting you, if you and I come out of a bar drunk and we're in a fight and I knock you down, if I don't respect your ability to get back up and kick my butt, then I'm just going to leave or goof around. If I say, I respect this person's ability to get back up, so not only is I'm, have I knocked this person down, I got to get down and gr on the ground and you know ground and pound. I got to make sure that this fight is over. But I don't I think the Celtics have a certain level of respect for their opponents, but once it hits a certain level, a certain certain number, they don't respect the opponent's ability to come back. And the one thing that that Joe did say after the Nets game was that he didn't think players are fully aware or fully kind of comprehend the ability for teams to come back so quickly. And it doesn't take much. Two, three, four empty possessions, two, three, four made shots, especially in today's NBA, a couple of those are going to be three-pointers guaranteed. You foul somebody 
Maybe you get an and one. That could be 11-0 in a blink. So up 28 to all of a sudden up 17, that's nothing. That's nothing. And the Nets got it all the way down to nine at half. The Celtics looked up in this game, and they were they went from up 14 to down 11, and that it, it felt like it, it took two minutes for that to happen. They don't respect the other team's ability to actually do to them what they've done to the other team. And I, I, I've seen this before. We've seen this before. It is kind of the inverse. It really is the inverse of last season. It really is a mirror image of last season, just kind of like that backwards the Celtics started off terribly last year, and these were the types of games they were losing. Remember how many blown leads they had? Remember how many fourth quarters they, they fell apart? They looked good, and then they fell apart. How many times did we talk about that? They're doing the same things. This is why I'm concerned. This is why I'm like, I'm looking at these games. I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I, I I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like where this is going because we've seen it before. Al Horford was really uh, informative after the game against New York. I'll let you hear my exchange with Al Horford right out of the break. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize picks, daily fantasy, done right, made easy, and really a lot of fun because it's not you against uh, a bunch of people. It's not you trying to beat 10 people. You don't know who's got whatever computing power, who's developed some algorithm. It's, it's not fun that way. What's fun is you pick two to six players that, and you go more or less than the prize picks projection. It's very simple. If you can get them right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Now, the challenge is getting them right, but it's just you and it's just the numbers. And it's you and the numbers in any sport you can think of. Basically, any sport you can think of. If it's not there, I'm surprised. And as I've said before, I'm not going to tell you all the sports that are there. All you need to know is that disc golf, cricket, and European basketball are on the list. So... If those are on the list, the sport you want is on the list. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy. It's also safe. Fast withdrawals. You want your money when you win, and you'll get it. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada, download the PrizePix app. Go to prizepix.com, sign up, and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first-time user, this is great. You can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code Locked on. You sign up, you enter the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, they give you 100. If you deposit 50, they give you 50. Promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Al, um, teams usually like to be playing their best basketball heading into this month here. Um, 
you guys seem to be heading now into the opposite. You're struggling a little bit. What's leading into the struggles, and, and is there pressure on you guys to kind of pull out of it with only 17 games left? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess um, I would say that, you know, we're – we're not, you know, locking in as, as much as we need to. Um, this is the second time that we kind of have have a lead. Uh, we feel good about it. Um, a team makes a run, and um, we, you know, we're we just kind of let them back in the game. Um, and you know, throughout the season, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have adversity. Um, you know, we've played pretty good basketball most of the year. Um, and this is a time where you, you know, you tighten up, you fix some of these things, some of these issues, or it goes the other way. And, um, you know, the character of our group, the kind of guys that we have, um, I feel pretty confident that, you know, that we'll figure it out. Obviously, you know, you don't want to drag this out type thing. Um, and like we, I've said earlier, we want to play our best basketball, like you said. Um, but uh, you know, this is this is a part of the season. There there is ups, there is downs, and you know, within games we're playing well. Then we, you know, we kind of uh, go on a rut. Seem like we can't get out of it, and uh, um, you know, we uh, have to you know stay the course. And and I feel like I feel like we'll be fine. But that definitely, it's uh, you know, it's not pleasant to go through this right now. And. Those ruts that you talked about, you know, in the last game, this game here, you're up 14, you're down 11, like like that. And if we're being honest, you're not looking good in that stretch. How do how does a team this good, that that at one point had an historically good offense, look like you almost forget how to play basketball for an extended period of time? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very fair, fair um, you know, analysis, and and it is true. Um, I don't have that answer. Um, uh, as you can see, it is frustrating. Uh, you know, how do you look so good one end and then on the other end, the complete opposite uh, type of thing. Um, and uh, I believe that we need to, um, you know, all year we've had a good mindset of good or bad, continuing to play through things. And for whatever reason, these past few games, uh, we haven't been like that. Um, and it's literally the last two games. Um, uh, you know, before that, I felt like we we were on good pace. So um, this is um, something that that we need to uh, be conscious of and um, and need to be better and, and try to eliminate those those bad runs. You know, that that's that's the biggest thing. That's my exchange with Al Horford. After the game, I wanted to play that for you because I wanted you to hear how deliberate Al Horford was. I know Al Horford well enough as far as this media player exchange to know that when Al Horford is unbothered, he speaks at a normal pace, a normal cadence. He's, you know, I I know exactly the type of answers he's going to give. I know exactly the type of attitude he's going to have. Uh, sometimes, you know, after a win, it, uh, win or loss, he's kind of the same. So 
this Al Horford, this very deliberate Al Horford, I feel like there's some actual concern there, especially when he said, I don't have that answer. This is, I think, a, a cause for concern. This is a cause for at least to the level of you see something, you feel something, and you say, hmm, I should go see a doctor about this. You know what I mean? You get like a, a you know some sort of feeling like, oh, God, I'm getting this pain in my side or, oh, God, this, you know, this thing is my foot or whatever, like. You, you you say to yourself, this could be nothing, but probably should just go call my doctor just in case. And that's, that's where the Celtics are here. I think these two games are, hmm, this is a concern. You guys need to, you, know, you guys need to get this checked. You guys need to check yourselves and you need to fix this now because there's only 17 games left. You don't have a lot of you don't don't have a lot of time to be messing around with this. You don't have a lot of time to be, uh, uh, you know, we're gonna just cruise through the next couple weeks, and then with ten games left, we're really gonna start ramping it up. That's not that's not gonna work here. That that's just not gonna work. You can't do that, and then think that you're just gonna get through the playoffs. Fine. This team is not that. It's not that good yet. You haven't done anything yet. This is the, I think, the hardest part. Like, yeah, you went to the finals, but you haven't accomplished a whole lot yet. You got to the finals. That's great. That's not the goal here. And I, I don't want to be just the championship or bust guy, but that's that's the goal. That's what you. That's when you have accomplished something here. And. I don't know if it's fatigue. I, I keep going back to that. I, I have a real fear that the minutes over the course of the season have taken their toll. I feel like there's they're, they're being selective about when they give the effort because against the Knicks, when they they got down 11 and then it became trading runs, they got they brought it, got even, and then they fell behind, and then they got even again. Then in the at the end of the fourth quarter, they played some absolutely amazing defense, some just brilliant. The end of the fourth quarter, Jalen Brown was awesome. The, the defense was awesome. Shout out to all of the people on the floor, like all those Grant Williams, who didn't have a great game but was really good defensively. They did a great job on Julius Randle. That was, that was really, really good. That's kind of like their, oh, crap, we're going to lose this game. Let's try now effort. So it just feels like to me that these guys have the ability. They have the ability here to do it. We've seen them with that ability. It just feels like they don't want to try or when they feel like they have things in hand, they go, okay, this is where we can relax. And it just feels like this is the, we're going to try to save our legs as much as possible. I just can't get past that. When, when a team isn't, isn't doing the, the stuff it's supposed to, 
there's like either either they don't like the coach and they're rebelling. They like the coach. That's fine. The chemistry in this team is fine. I feel like they put forth a ton of energy at the beginning of the season. They got to a certain point. They got to the top. They got a comfortable lead. And even now where they're like a game and a half, I think, behind Milwaukee, they, they are sitting there saying, and there's legitimacy to it, Look, we've got we've got one game against Milwaukee. We'll just beat them there. We'll get the tiebreaker. So you have an extra game in hand and all we got to do is tie them. And that there there is something to that. You know, I I feel like they have that that confidence there. But feel like if you're if if it's the fatigue, if it's these guys saying we're gonna we're going to save ourselves in game and turn it on when we need to turn it on. That's a recipe for disaster because you're not building the same good habits. And also, I think what happened in the Brooklyn game, they relaxed. They started to mess around. They started to get a little too cute. They stopped playing defense. They made some horrible, horrible defensive mistakes. They let a couple of guys get wide open three-pointers, including good shooters. Those shots fell. Brooklyn felt good about themselves. They started to mount the comeback. And the Celtics said, oh, crap, we got to start trying hard again. But then they started trying too hard and unfocused hard. They started trying, and all of a sudden you saw two guys going to the ball Guys flying past on closeouts. Just the, the the effort was chaotic. It was it was less um good hard work and more kind of panicked. You know what I mean? If there's a fire, you want somebody who's gonna be calm, working quickly, decisively. You don't want somebody who's gonna be moving at the same speed, but in a panicked kind of manner. I feel like the Celtics got panicked. And I think that's what they do in these points. They get that, oh crap. Oh, 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 okay. Yep. Okay. Let's go. Let's, 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 let's really work on this now. We, we mess around. Time to, time to get back to work. And they start trying to do too much, too much ISO, too much, you know, two telegraph passes. They know they, they're, they're playing too fast. They're not playing with the right pace. It's the same old stuff. It's the same stuff that they used to do. It's the same stuff that they continue to do. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just their DNA. Maybe it's just Tatum and Brown. It's just their DNA. They're ISO players. They're slow players. They they don't want to play that that hard, tough, play with pace, move the ball, spray the ball. They want to they want to ISO. It's easier. They just say, hey, let's do it our way for a little bit, and then we'll do it the other way when it comes time to. They got to fix this, man. They got to fix this. They got to fix this. They got to fix it now. 17 games left. That's not a lot of time. And this back-to-back, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another Milwaukee situation. All of these guys against New York played – 40 plus minutes, 45 minutes. Jalen Brown, 47 minutes. Jason Tatum, 49 minutes. Horford, 
He's not going to play in the back-to-back anyway. Grant Williams, 44 and a half minutes. Marcus Smart, 39 minutes. And I, I, I'm going to go back and watch this a little bit more. Uh, you know, in my rewatch, I don't know that they're... I think they're getting away from what, what works with Marcus Smart as well. And, and I'll dive into this tomorrow in tomorrow's podcast. I think they're, they're doing too much moving Marcus Smart off the ball. The ball is now in Jason Tatum's hands a lot. Tatum is bringing the ball up a lot. Jalen is bringing the ball up a lot. What the hell happened to Marcus Smart, the point guard? What happened to that? That works. Now you got Marcus Smart taking 11 three-pointers in this game? No. No. 3 of 11 from 3. 4 of 13. He hasn't been he hasn't been himself. He hasn't been good lately. Maybe he's a little hobbled too. But I'll I'll dive into that tomorrow. That's going to be my homework assignment. First, I'm going to talk to you about the three-point shooting because oh my god, 59 three-pointers. 59? Yeah, that's next. First, let's talk about my favorite. This is good. This is delicious. Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar, if you haven't heard about Built Bar yet. Protein bar tastes like candy bar. Covered in chocolate. Healthy. It's it's part of a, a if you're trying to make better nutrition choices, I think Built Bar can fit into your, your new habits pretty well. Because the macros are are all really good. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. Every bar is somewhere within that general range. Maybe 140 calories, maybe 110. But all in that range. They're all covered in chocolate. Delicious. They've got great flavors. Uh, They also have the Built Puffs, which is basically a marshmallow covered in chocolate. Same idea, same macros. And, you know, you can feel confident in, you can just throw it into your gym bag or your work bag and have a snack uh, somewhere during the day. You can have it with, uh, as part of a breakfast. You can have it as part of a a meal replacement. You can have it after a workout. And now you can get them in a bunch of places because they're really starting to show up a lot in the wild. They used to only be on Built.com, which you can still get them, Built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. You can also go to Walmart and pick up a four-bar box in the pharmacy section, or you can go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box because Sam's Club, it's the bigger boxes. That's what you're going to get. But wherever you get them, just go get them. I love them. I buy them on my own. spend my own money on them. You can always go to Built.com and get a promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off. Joe Mazzulla's big thing over the, over the weekend was three-point rate, saying – that three-point rate is the most important stat in basketball because of the pace of play, because of the style of play. And when he talked about the Brooklyn Nets win or the loss of the Brooklyn Nets, he said, well, they took 15 more three-pointers than us. The Celtics shot 9 of 29, 31%. The Nets shot 14 of 44, 32%. Nothing remarkably better. The Celtics actually shot better, 41 of 84 against Brooklyn. But the Nets took 11 more shots overall. They The Celtics actually hit one more shot. Now, they were 
outscored by seven at the at the free throw line and the 14 three-pointers to nine three-pointers. So that's, what's that? Five more three-pointers, 15 points. My brain just froze for a second. That's embarrassing. But I'm going to leave it in. But against New York, what happened there? I have a problem. I have a problem with the whole three-pointer rate thing. And here's my evidence. Celtics shot 21 of 59 from three. 59 three-pointers. That's a team record. Celtics have shot 50 or more three-pointers 10 times this season. Coming into the season, they had shot 50 or more 10 times in their entire history which when it comes to the three pointer only goes back to the late 70s 78 79 when the three pointer came into play but prior to this season 10 times since the three pointer existed that they shoot five, 50 or more and now they've done it 10 times this freaking season that's too much man that's too much but the Celtics shot 21 of 59. They shot 18 more three-pointers than the Knicks. They were equal at the free throw line, 22-22. The Celtics took 14 more shots, but the Knicks made four more shots. They won by two. How did they do that? Joe Mazzula, Mr. Three-Point Rate, how did they do that? Well, the Knicks were... 19 of 29, 65.5% in the restricted area, and 9 of 14 in the in the outside of the restricted area. So what's that? 28 of 43 in the paint. The Celtics were 19 of 35 in the restricted area and 2 of 12. So they were 21 of 47. That's where the, the game was won. It wasn't at the three-point line. It was points in the paint. That's where the game was won. The Celtics gave up. Where's points in the paint? 56 to 42. That's your that's the game right there. 56 to 42. But Joe Mazzula keeps going on and on and on about the three-point rate, which is important. You gotta take your three-pointers. Absolutely, you cannot ignore three-pointers. But Missoula, before the game, was asked about the three-point rate, and he said, "Did you know? I, I, unfortunately, was trying to park my car, and I couldn't get a spot, and I missed the pregame because I would have pushed back on this." He talked about the layups. He said, did the layups help us against Brooklyn? How many lay? You know, how many layups did we get? Did they help us against Brooklyn? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. You built a 28-point lead against Brooklyn by playing up-tempo, great pace, attacking the basket, Marcus Smart leading the charge, getting into the paint, getting your layups, getting to the free throw line. The Celtics built a 28-point lead doing that. Then they stopped, and it all went away. So don't tell me about three-point rate. Three-point rate is important. But it's not the be-all, end-all. 
And I think this emphasis on the three-pointer is actually starting to hurt the Celtics because 59 three-pointers, if if your logic is you shoot 59 three-pointers, you're going to win that game, you didn't. You outscored them. You had six more three-pointers. You outscored them by 18 at the three-point line. But you couldn't win. So that that just drives me crazy because it's about a balance. It's about doing the right thing. It's about whatever the game brings you. It's about whatever the, the defense weakness is. And this emphasis, this team, this Celtics team, they love to shoot the threes. It's not just Joe Mazzula saying, you got the green light. You got a bunch of guys who just love, 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 love to take those threes. So they're like, yeah, man, green light, let's go. And I understand the need for early offense. I do. Sometimes you come down in one pass, and that shot is going to be the best shot you're going to take. I get that every once in a while you want to you want to have that in your in your bag. Fine, fine. But to put up 59 three-pointers. Which, by the way, the record that they broke was 57 three-pointers done in a double overtime loss to the New York Knicks. That's weird. To put up the 59 three-pointers and emphasize it so much and still lose, that's a problem. That emphasis combined with that attitude that I was talking about before, I think that's all leading to where we are now. Because we're back to the beginning of the season where... It's just about the three-point shooting. It's just about that. And if they if they had hit 40%, then sure, they would have won this game going away. But also if they had hit a a just an average percent, 40% is is above average three-point shooting. If they had just hit league average in the paint, they would have they would have had another 8 points. They lost by two. So their, their, their emphasis on the three-pointer, it's they, they just got to dial it back a little bit. Just dial it back a little bit. And Tatum said after the game, like, yeah, we can say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And there are some three-pointers that you, you know, should have drove. With the mentality that they have, this this isn't this isn't going to this isn't going to win them a championship. It's just not. It's just not. You you're just not going to win a series. You're not going to win four series taking fifty five to sixty three pointers in a game. Too much variance. Too much. Too much. My I feel like I feel like Joe Mazzula is just a little too much of a slave to the numbers. I think he's too dedicated to the formula. I think I've said this on the podcast before. I think he's too too married to the stats, the numbers. And I'm an analytics guy. I think he's too married to it. And and he's young and inexperienced, and he doesn't have the feel part of this down. And that's my biggest concern right now. That Joe Mazzula is a good coach. He's an actual, he is a good coach. He knows basketball really, really well. But the analytic side of it, it's too lopsided. 
It's just too lopsided, I think, for Missoula. They follow the numbers, and it it's there's no there's less feel than there there should be. At some point, you got to say, mm, maybe maybe this isn't the way. Yes, emphasize the three pointers, but maybe this today we're gonna hey okay guys, let's we're I'm gonna start calling some sets where we're emphasizing the cuts and and that stuff. The evidence is there. We've seen it. We've all seen it. When the Celtics play with good pace, they cut and they get to the rim. That's when they are at their absolute best. That's what generates the good three-pointers. And you can take 43-pointers and be fine. You can take 43-pointers that way, and I guarantee you, if you're driving and kicking and playing with pace and, and getting out into transition and moving the ball and not holding it, if you're doing all of that stuff, you're going to get all the three-pointers that you want. And they're going to be better three-pointers, and they're going to fall at a good clip. Because there are good shooters on this team. But the whole, we're going to shoot threes first, and then everything else flows off of that, crap. It's crap offense. It's crap offense. It sucks. The Celtics, when they run, which they did in the first half of, of the Brooklyn game, when they play with good pace and good tempo, they are unbeatable. They cannot be beaten. When they're playing up-tempo and they get that, that feeling, that juice, and they're starting to play defense, unbeatable. This team, second-round exit, the way they're playing now. With this emphasis, with this offense, that's, that's how good I think they can be. And that's how crappy I think they're playing right now. And you can say it's only been two games, but it's how these two games have gone where it's like, oh, I've seen this movie before. If you guys, if you guys fall into these habits again, then forget it. Forget it. You can break out of these habits against Cleveland where I, I, I do think they're probably going to rest everybody against Cleveland. So maybe when they come back uh, on Wednesday, Maybe that's where you start your good habits. Maybe it's the road trip where they start your good habits. I don't know when. But if you can get back to it, if you can get back to it, then you're fine. And this could be just a two-game two blip, and I can sit there and be like, yep, maybe I got caught up riding the roller coaster a little bit. The reaction was strong. But how many times have I reacted this strongly to losses? Not many this season, because all season long, I've been like, yeah, you know, this happens, and they need to – do this, and they need to do that. And I've had criticisms for it, but I've how many times have I had this level of reaction to these losses? Almost never. OKC game, that's one. Almost never. That's how bad I think these losses are. Because it's like one of those like, oh, John feels this way? Oh, boy. Because I'm usually the one that leans positive. All right. I'll be back after the Cleveland game. Who knows how that Cleveland game is going to go? No Al Horford, no Rob. Who knows about Brogdon? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sat Tatum or Brown or both. Brown, face injury, Tatum, wrist injury. They've got all kinds of ways that they just get these other guys some time, go out there, play Blake Griffin, play Luke Cornett, give Sam Hauser a start, see if you can get some – Maybe you can steal. Maybe you can get like a, a Milwaukee type game. I'll be back after that. 
to talk about it. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. Hop on there, get into the comment section, join the discussion there. And as always, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, tell your friends and family and everybody if they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.